Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. Episode of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I am your host, Riley Hedberg, women's rewilding coach, writer, teacher, mentor, yoga teacher, human design reader. Um, what else? I think that's it for now. Um, but I realized that I've never really like super introduced myself and what I do. Um, so I thought I would do that here a little bit. So I'm a woman's primarily right now uh, rewilding coach and I help you release fear so that you can feel capable of taking action on your heart and soul's desires. I help you release judgment and criticisms that you have about yourself and your life so that you can express yourself and your gifts without fear, without shame in whatever way that manifests for you, right? So that could be social media that could be with your family with your loved ones with your creative projects and i also help you release resentments for yourself in your life so that you can feel more contentment and acceptance for where you're at right now on your journey while at the same time actively working towards your dreams and goals yay so those are just a few of the things that i do and i help you and guide you with um so with that let's talk about a few of my offerings that I have um I have my from mundane to magic mastermind and I'm really excited because I have kind of a special discount um until November 6th so that's Sunday of when this comes out it'll be um Sunday of this week um you can sign up for my mastermind and get 50% off for each month. So normally this mastermind is um, 666 a month, but it's going to be cut in half. So you can join this high level mentorship for 333 a month. Super excited about this. I've just been feeling really lit up and inspired by all of the magic that we're creating within the mastermind already. And I'm like, I want to bring more people into this. Like, what can I do to make this more accessible for others? For, you know, maybe you that you're kind of on the fence, right? Um, maybe you've never had a coach before. Maybe you've never been in a mastermind. Um, so this is a great way to work with me, get in my energy for a much cheaper price um, and be in a beautiful sacred circle of women um, and create some magic right now in your life. Woohoo. Um, and so if you want to join that and get in on that discount, um, you can fill out the application from the link below and I'll reach out to you with next steps. And then upon signing up, you'll have instant access to course material for the mastermind. And we've already got over 11 hours of material meditations to help you visualize your wild and true self and embody these qualities now we've got breath work to help you come back into your body to feel more relaxed and then we've got some practices that just help you to get more clarity um, with maybe what you need to release in order to move forward or create more spaciousness in your life to attract what is meant for you 
Um, and if you sign up too, you'll get lifetime access to course material as well. And I'm going to keep adding material as we go. Um, so yeah, this is really, really a great opportunity to join this. Um, so get on in there. Um, and I also have another beautiful offering as well. Um, so we've got my one-on-one coaching program, the rewild yourself program. And this is for you. If you're wanting to just get more one-on-one time with me, right? You maybe don't want to be in a group. That's not for you. You're really ready to, um, have somebody hone in on you, right? Call you out for things, hold you accountable so that you can really stick to, um, the desires in your heart and what it takes to get there. Um, and I've got a beautiful special as well for this. So if you're wanting to work with me one-on-one, but you don't want to pay my full price, um, you can work with me, um, for Voxer, with Voxer coaching. And what this means is that we don't have any face-to-face sessions. Um, this means that you'll have access to me, um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., depending on where I am in the world, either Hawaii or for Christmas, I'll be um, home. So it'll be central time zone in the US. Um, But you'll have access to me during that time to coach you in that space, right? So honestly, I really feel like Voxer is great and just as good as if we were to have a live session and this is really awesome because this allows you you know if you're a trailblazing visionary wild woman and you got so much going on in your life but you still want to get accountability from me um, you want somebody to support you on your journey to help you work through some of the doubts that you might be having about yourself and your life then this is a great way to still get that support but in a much more flexible way right because we don't have a scheduled time that we're meeting it's just like whenever you want to reach out to me um is when you do right and i'm always here to support you and i really feel like this is a great way for you as well to really be the leader of your life and you know ask for that help ask for that support when you need it so this is really for you if you're wanting to you know, up level your game, honestly. Um, and so this is for five months or actually, um, not five months long. You can either do this for four months or six months, um, depending on what you want to choose. And the price is five, five, five per month. Um, and I'm also throwing in, so we will get face to FaceTime because I'm throwing in a free one-on-one 60-minute connection call to be used in the first first month of working together. And this is just so we can kind of, you know, get to know each other, get in each other's energy. We talk about your why, why you want to coach with me, what you're really looking to get from our time together, how I can hold you accountable to, you know, your desires and taking action on them, any blocks that you might see so that we can really set you up for success in your journey. So if you want to do that, you can um, just directly message me, DM me on Instagram or Facebook. You can also email me if you want, but I find uh, DM works the best. Um, And we can talk more about next steps. And you'll also get um, complete access to my Queendom library as well. Um, just like if you were to join the mastermind. So you'll have support from me through Voxer as well as weekly training materials. Um, So I'm super excited about this offer as well. And then I've got, um, you know, the Wild Women Healing Academy course that is going to be opening up. Doors open so you can sign up this December. Um, I'm in the midst of creating this super excited just got done creating the module for those seven wild woman archetypes Um, so this is really for you if you are wanting to learn more about you know what it really means to embody your wild woman self how you can go deeper into these archetypes these images these feelings within yourself in order to connect and perceive your reality in a new way that benefits you and your life in the actions that you're trying to take in your life. If you want to feel more like the sovereign queen ruler of your life, right? If you want to step more into a leadership role or maybe a role with more responsibility, um, 
then this is also for you as well. And you can sign up for the waitlist um, through the link below in the show notes and you'll get exclusive discounts as well as um, first dibs to sign up for the course. Woohoo! Okay, I think that's all I have for now. And super excited today because we are going and talking with a beautiful soul named Gina. We had such a lovely conversation and Gina is a psychic um, and I was so excited to bring her on the show and give you guys kind of a taste about what it means from her perspective, of course, to be a psychic because I think that there's a lot of confusion and doubt that goes around or along with this. We talk a lot about energy. We talk a lot about emotions and her whole journey with that ancestral trauma um it's such a beautiful conversation and i'm so excited to share in this with you um and please please if you like this episode share it with somebody else a sister rate this show share the show review the show it really helps to get this out into the universe and connect and grow our community all right lovelies without further ado let's get into the episode and stay wild Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Riley, and I'm super excited to have a beautiful, beautiful soul on the podcast today. Um, Welcome, lovely Gina, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you here. Gina and I actually met um, when I was doing a human design reader training and she came on and um, she talked a little bit about protecting our energy and she did some lovely meditations and visualizations for us that I took with me. So I definitely wanted to have her on the show and have a conversation and learn more about her and her gifts. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Gina um amazing yeah one thing I always ask um all of my guests is the same question because there's always different answers and I love to hear so it's how do you embody your wild woman self oh I love that question thank you so I guess for me um I would just say allowing inconsistency and honoring my emotions um I don't live in like the woods right (laughs) like where (laughs) one would imagine like I walk into the woods and howl which love it for anybody who does it but I don't um that's not my version of it so I like to kind of ground it and mainstream it and just say as long as you're honoring yourself your wild self in however you feel on any given in any given moment without trying to control it and turn it into something else I would say that's my version of embodying Mm -hmm. that just allowing I love that I love that right because you're not like keeping that part of you in a cage right like you're letting it roam free in however it wants to do that totally Mm -hmm. and completely without judgment as well I mean I should preface you know human design I'm an emotional authority so like my mo is allowing the emotions to be (laughs) yes okay so you totally get it you totally so yeah for me like unlocking that and gaining that understanding I guess I had always lived that but hearing it in the human design language just gave me an extra push over the edge of like honoring your feelings and just allowing yourself to have like really low points Mm. high points will come and (laughs) this is what it is and no shame no judgment if I'm having a bad day. Let's just let it be. Yeah. Riding that emotional wave and just being there for Uh the lows and the highs, I think is so important. And that's something this year I've really had to work with in myself is just accepting that like, I'm not always going to feel good and I'm not always going to feel happy and peaceful and that's okay. That's something I realized that I, I had been like judging myself for and wanting to cling to was like the feelings of feeling really good. And Mm -hmm. I was so attached to that and I didn't even realize that. So I definitely think a lot of people can relate to that, right? Like we want to feel good, right? Because it feels good to feel good. And I think, right. (laughs) I think society also has kind of, you know, made it 
out to be like a bad thing, right? If you're feeling like unhappy or if you're feeling angry or tired, um, sad, right? Like I remember, you know, my dad one time like said to me, I just want you to be happy. Just be happy. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> He's like, Very just unrealistic be- based on my mood. <laughs> I used to be a really angsty kid and he was always just like, just be happy, Riley. I'm like, that doesn't help me at all. And that makes me feel even worse. Um, right. Because now I feel like the now you I'm feel feeling- like you're failing. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely think a lot of people can relate to that. And um, yeah, emotions, they're such a big thing. And I think we can feel bad for feeling the way that we feel sometimes. So thank you. Yeah, you know, there's, there's so much medicine in the low points, too. Like, it just makes me think of that term, like the underworld. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to go like so deep and so dark within ourselves to like get the juice that's worth squeezing, you know? So if you don't allow it, then I just imagine you're missing out on so many like gems within yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because I feel like you're not connecting with like a a part of your soul, right? Like a deeper part of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like you're only at that surface level. And there's so much more to you if you were to go down to the depths. And it it always reminds me of like the story of Persephone, you know, she like Mm -hmm. leaves her mother and then goes down into the underworld and then has that whole thing happen. And then she becomes the queen of the underworld, but returns, right? But like as a changed woman like she's now like a woman instead of like a girl sort of thing so I just love that story and I feel like all of us women definitely go through that like it also reminds me of dark night of the soul and I've Mm -hmm. if anybody you know vibes with that but that's definitely something that I've been through too um and it can be kind of hard sometimes but like you were saying oh yeah go ahead no, I was just going to say, especially when you resist it, it just, yeah. I just find it keeps you stuck, mm-hmm. stuck in like that darkness. Yeah. It does. Yes. What you resist persists. And then it's like, you can't love move that. Forward. <laughs> I feel like I, I love think that's, that. Well, I've definitely heard that so many times. I don't know who said it first, but I, um, yeah, it's, but it's so true though. Like what? Yeah. If you, if you fight it and if you don't go into it, it's just going to wreak more havoc on your life. So um, I, I see that. I'm curious. Um, so you said, you know, it's really that allowance, right? That kind of helps you to embody your wild woman self and not having any judgment for your experience and how you're feeling. And um, I'm curious, like you with yourself, like how did you get to that point? Because I'm sure a lot of the um, lovely ladies listening are going to be like, amazing. How do I do that? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. Very on top. Yeah. I mean, I will say I spent the first, uh, you know, two thirds, I'm 33 now. So up until my mid twenties, um, I judged myself so much. Like mm. I'm a Pisces, so I'm a mo- always mm-hmm. the most emotional person in the room <laughs> and surrounded by not water signs, uh, <laughs> not the stereotype, but you know, I have a walking stereotype sometimes and just so much judgment for being completely misunderstood and not having people around me who knew what it meant to like honor the language of emotions and the cycles mm. that people really have to go through to get where they're going. Um, And at a certain point, I think I just went so far into my life that I was able to look back and see that my emotions were either A, warning me of something, B, trying to redirect me off of a path that wasn't meant for me. Mm -hmm. And once I got, you know, I'd say once I got enough reward from being that way, I couldn't really control it. It's not like, you know, I was always like, being that way but there was just a level of shame and judgment that came with that and oh gosh people think I'm like crazy because I'm Mm. following I'm allowing my emotions to guide me but to a certain extent I really like had no choice and probably just because I have just a lot of like willpower in me and and personal drive and like what I want to do with my life that I was never one to kind of conform um I, so I think at a certain point, once I realized all I was gaining from allowing myself to be an emotional person, I kind of just was able to sort of 
drop the shame and judgment. Now I'm at a point where my life is far from perfect. It's far from Instagrammable and what everybody makes you think it should be, but I am so at peace, Mm. so at peace with my life and where it's going. And, you know, there are a couple key really emotional points that I just had to go through and like cry through and stories Mm. I had to release to be able to get to this level of peace. And that goes back to like, there's gems in these low points Mm. Um, and just allowing yourself to like get ugly Mm. (laughs) for lack of a better term um, is how I personally got here. And then certainly like the human design language, I would say um, really validated it. And then doing the psychic work, understanding the different, um, just different ways to speak to intuition and how your feelings Mm. and your emotions really can be trying to send you signals. Like all of that was just really more so validating to how I had been living my life. And that was, I would say also a big aspect of just giving myself permission to be, because I was like, wait, this is like a way of living that people like learn about, (laughs) you know, and I know that's kind of a unique sort of like, you certainly don't learn that in uh, academic school, but you know, and just spiritual studies. um, It was an, yeah, just an incredibly validating perspective to get. And now I'm just like, well, today's fucking awful. So (laughs) maybe tomorrow will be different. And, and I can have a bad day while also still be like very at peace with Mm. the bad day I'm having because Mm. I'm just like I guess I'm supposed to be here and then again like I'm just big on like the perspectives and the human design and intuition and learning those languages are great and validating but I am just so big on like use yourself as a reference look back on your life and and see the patterns that have played out and what they're trying to tell you so for me, it was just really going back and going, yeah, wow, <laughs> that was really like volatile and a bumpy phase of my life, but it pushed me onto a completely different path that brought so much more peace. So mm. I don't see that ending anytime soon, <laughs> just that cycle of, and I'm just like, okay, here we are an emotional being, and we'll just keep navigating our life this way. Not that I think I have tools now where it's, I don't resist so much. I don't mm. shame nearly you know, mm-hmm. certainly we have our moments, but yeah. nearly as much as I used to. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily use the word like volatile for my mm-hmm. emotional swings now, mm-hmm. um, because I just have tools to be able to process them. Like some of the ones, uh, you learned in the class that I taught. Yeah. So, um, just, you know, I guess that term flow, you know, being in the flow state can sometimes feel a little bit like, um, surface level, if you don't understand. So this is kind of like my version of what it means to be in that flow state is like, allow yourself to have those moments and have some tools to like regulate it. Yeah. That makes sense. Definitely. And I, I think, yeah, you, like, I definitely agree with what you said with the flow state thing. It, to me sometimes like feels like spiritual, you know, like spiritual bypassing sort of thing where it's just like, totally. I'm totally. just going to ignore all of these things going on because I'm a spiritual being and whatever. Um, <laughs> just float on my cloud yeah. in heaven and bliss. No, my friend, no. <laughs> yeah, like there's a difference. I mean, like being in the flow, I feel like, I don't know, there's like a complete difference. Like being in the flow, sometimes I feel like actually being in it means like sometimes you are like going down into the depths of yourself and your emotional state, right? It's I think it can just get kind of misconstrued sometimes about what it means. Like, oh yeah, I'm just like this fluffy light being and I'm just going around and like nothing is holding me and blah, blah, blah. Um, But yeah, then it's just like, you're not really like actually experiencing what it means to be like fully yourself. Um, So I think that we can all get kind of caught in that trap sometimes like, oh yeah, I'm just going to flow and see what happens. But then actually like not be willing to like, experience what it means to like really be a human um so yeah, many spiritual traps exactly <laughs> um one yeah, thing that really are so ungrounding right ahead, but sorry. I feel like they're almost initiations it's like you go through them and then you're like oh okay um yeah <laughs> no it's like it's like a pattern it's like a lesson like exactly what you were saying with your life like looking back and reflecting and I also really love the point that you said to you about um you know like using human design and all these other beautiful systems is awesome. But 
um, you know, they work for all of us in so many different ways. And so it's really important to like connect back to yourself and your own journey, because we've all been on such different journeys that really do have beautiful gems hidden within them um, that allow us to like see ourselves in such a new way. And I feel like it allows us to see like, you know, oh, I've learned all these lessons. Like I've gained these skill sets because I have been through these experiences that, yeah, like we're tough, but, um, you know, they brought me to where I am today. Um, and yeah. so when you were talking, I was kind of like, I just feel like you, you know, you've experienced what it really means to be in your emotions and like, you know, being uh, a Pisces, like, and, you know, kind of more of an emotional person. Like I definitely like see you as somebody that, um, maybe it's like meant to help others with their emotions as well, or like guide them to that. I don't know if you do that or anything, but thank you. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Awesome. Like when you're talking, I'm like, whoa, it just feels like you're somebody that like helps others like liberate their, you know, or just like have more acceptance for their emotions. Because I feel like right now, you know, all of the things that we're going through, um, being a human and it's just like a highly emotional phase to be in as I feel like all of humanity has been in for a while but um, yeah you know it's just like the the toughest things that we kind of have to go through or I've heard this before like the things that sometimes you felt the most shame about are actually like your gifts um, and it can be like what you help others with too so I was just thinking of that as as you said that um so that's amazing. I appreciate that. That makes me think of, um, have you ever heard of, I mean, I'm by all means, no astrology library, but I love the concept of Chiron, the wounded healer. It's like exactly what you just said. The, the things you suffer from most in life are the things you're actually meant to overcome and then share with people how you overcame it. And that's, kind of what I although I you know I have tools that I've learned and I apply and then I talk to people like you know in the class I taught about how you can apply them how they are using myself as a reference as much as possible without being like completely overly egotistical about it (laughs) um but yeah for me I'm just like I got through it I you know I, I was a classic you know, high functioning, depressed, anxiety, teenager who no longer suffers from that because of the perspectives I've gained and the things I've learned. So like, let's share them. And I'd say in the work I do, I, I tend to just always bring it back to that because the one thing any human can relate to is the struggling to cope with one's own emotions and feelings and how to navigate that. And yeah, the world we're living in today is just so incredibly triggering and I'd say our emotional states you know are being weaponized against us so it Mm. takes incredible levels of understanding that emotions are a language completely Mm. and not right out of a textbook but one that you need to kind of build your own relationship and Mm. interpretation of um yeah I think you know anything can be achieved when you learn how to navigate the ups and downs of life. But again, when you resist, you, what, what was it? When you, resist, oh, it what you res, yeah. What you resist persists. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I'm just like, then the answer is figuring out how to regulate what you're resisting and learning how to face it, which means being okay with emotions. Mm-hmm. And that can be, you know, not the solution to everything by all means, but um, it sure can help you get through a lot in life. Yeah. And I feel like our emotions too can get like stuck in our bodies, right? Like, you know, like all of our different like auric bodies and it can lead to like illness and pain. And, you know, I know for me, like my, like my emotional states kind of like left my digestive system really kind of fucked up when I was younger, Um, especially like my feelings of fear and anxiety. And so like really working with those and like, um, you know, seeing them for what they are and like willing to like sit with them and feel them instead of like resisting them. Um, Just like you were saying, it's allowed me to feel a lot more peace, Um, which I think is what most people want to feel right at the end of the day is, you know, more peace with themselves and like their emotions and their lives. I'm so curious what you think about this. 
you know, like the idea of um, ancestral emotions, um, like, you know, even like the emotions of all of like humanity and the evolution of humanity, because I know that was like a little bit of an aspect of human design, too, that I found really curious. And I do feel like there's something to say, too, about, you know, like our parents and our grandparents and, you know, how they were feeling and then being in the womb and how our mother was feeling. Right. Um, so I'm curious, like, if you have any thoughts about that or what your feelings are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so aligned with that entire concept of like carrying on. It's kind of like baggage (laughs) to be just like (laughs) straightforward about it. It's like energetic baggage. And if the people who came before you aren't unpacking it, then it's up to you. Or you just keep carrying that baggage and it gets heavier and heavier and harder to carry. And then you just pass it on to your kids Mm -hmm. uh, if you choose to do that in life so if you've ever heard the term like cycle breakers and breaking Mm -hmm. the cycle Mm -hmm. um, within your own family like I I think so many of us um, here now and probably a good amount of the folks in the generation prior to us um, are doing exactly that I know my mom's a major cycle breaker in her family I'm continuing to break cycles, not just for my own family, but I would say like generationally and culturally speaking as well. So I I think, I think another reason why we're in such a bumpy time is because that's not an easy process. Um, Although I love a good cord cutting meditation, sometimes it's not that easy. And the, the breaking of cycles means facing incredibly hard things, maybe sometimes completely repressed um, things within your own, you know, energetic field, physical body, like you said, it can lead into physical things. So there's so many aspects to what it means to break those cycles. And yeah, we're, we've just continued to carry so much generation after generation, and there's so much release happening, but it's almost like, um, you know, I like to use like a teapot as a reference for something like that, like the release requires a moment of boiling and then the pot releases the steam right so most of the time it requires um a bit of a painful moment Mm. Uh, not that healing always has to be like so dark and so draining and sometimes we can get trapped in healing cycles as well but that's again where learning how to just be with emotions no matter where you're at is such an important part of of being able to be a cycle breaker within your own ancestral, cultural, you know, whatever lineage, um, because it, it kind of requires that strength to be able to look at really, really difficult things um, that have likely happened. You know, no family is free from their own traumas, no matter what, you know, level of, of uh, pain that might be at. So, yes. Totally, absolutely, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, and if only it were that easy, right? To just cut the cord and hey, there we go. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God, what a relief! I feel so much oh my God, I now. did. I cut and it. All, yeah, by all means, like doing doing those meditations can help because there's levels of releasing energetic Definitely. layers, but usually there's a whole. It's intertwined with the feelings and the realizations and the memories. Yeah. and whatnot it's it's a tool to help you um approach it I would say rather definitely. than like a quick fix definitely mm-hmm. yeah and I really love the cord cutting meditations they do a lot for me I always just feel like such a yeah. release when that happens so they are really nice um yeah I definitely feel like um I'm the cycle one of the cycle breakers in my family um and to me it feels like it's just like a willingness right to face sometimes like all of the darkness and the heaviness that's happened in you know the family and not turn away from it and I love that example that you said about the teapot because I think that's so true um one metaphor I always think about or something I learned in my yoga teacher training was it's um one of the niyamas which is tapas and it's about like you burning right like you're in this um like fire you know it's almost like the phoenix rising but you're mm-hmm. and it's like all about becoming comfortable in the uncomfortable because like that's when growth and change is going to happen 
And yeah, like sometimes it's not easy and sometimes it's painful. But if you're like willing to sit through the fires, if you're willing to sit through the pain and sometimes the darkness, then, you know, like fires, they burn away things. Right. And then like new um, growth can like pop up out of the soil. Right. So it's like a new a new part. Not like I don't want to say it's like a new part because I feel like we're not trying to be like new people, but it's like maybe a new perspective or almost like a new version or maybe something that was like buried deep down is like coming out. Right. Um, yeah. Like another you, great yeah. reference is because, you know, a lot of people enter spirituality through tarot is the tower card. Like it's got to crumble Yeah. To, or like a garden. You got to like get out all the old roots till that yeah. growth to come. It just seems like no matter what reference you look like, there is this aspect of like the death that creates the rebirth, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like something has to be like let go in order for something new to be reborn or like to take its place. Or even I sometimes say too, in like my teachings, like it's not even so that something new can happen. It's just to create that spaciousness, right. To call in like mm-hmm. maybe what it, what is meant for you or just like to be able to like, connect with you know who you really are because I feel like sometimes there's a lot of garbage and I'm just going to use that as like metaphor kind of like with the baggage right and it's like oh yeah got to get all of that out um so yeah yeah I definitely think that there is something to say and no fam I feel like no family um experiences life without trauma so that's something I've learned is like everybody I feel like thinks, oh, my family is super messed up and we have all these problems. But what I've discovered is like everybody's family has their mm-hmm. own <laughs> no matter what and no matter what's happened to right. It's like trauma can feel, you know, we can all these different things happen to us. Right. And they can be traumatic. But, you know, somebody's trauma can feel um, so differently than somebody else's right because we're all different beings and we can we just experience different things in such a different way and take that into our system so um, you know like no matter what's happened in your life like um, you might have experienced something that kind of felt you know it might not seem like it's that big but it might feel right kind of big to you and like that's okay and um, you know that's what it's about though right is like willing to face that and I feel like not like work. So, well, I do like the term work with it, but like love it up and have some compassion for it and not run away from it um, and give it a hug. That's what I've really been working with. Right. Instead of being like all these things are I need to fight them. And um, I feel like that's like such like more of like the masculine way to think about it is like I got to fight all these yeah. demons within mm-hmm. me. It's push it out. Push it yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, yeah, I see that a lot in like the spiritual kind of world, right? Or like the healing world. It's like, I got to yeah push all these things out of me or like get rid of them. Like they're not good. Um, even when I was just saying with the garbage, right? Um, but it's like, and <laughs> we think that something is wrong with us, right? Like a part of us or like, this is a bad part of me and I need to get it out. Um, so right. I, I yeah. think the, the difference is like, you know, cause I'm a big believer in like, let, let go and get rid of what isn't for you, but have some compassion for the part of you that was holding it for a while. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, chaos ensued because of that. It's like, this, yeah. it's like a double-edged kind of thing where it's like, we do need to release and there are some things to push out, but not, um, but you know, yeah, just have some compassion for yourself. Cause I think we'll shame ourselves so intensely for the things we, you know, put ourselves through or allowed ourselves to go through. And it's just like, we are human. Like right? here is just, this is the natural part of the process. And if you're just going to shame yourself endlessly for like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I let somebody do that to me. Can't believe I went through this phase of life where I was doing a, B and C how awful forget that. <laughs> yeah forget it everybody I, I wish they could have seen your face I love that <laughs> very expressive forget it <laughs> so my um actually in high school I was voted a uh, best expression um like for senior superlatives I love that one I know it, it, it's kind of random we didn't have that I think they just chose it we're like she's really expressive and at the time I was like what are these people talking about but I can see it because 
I am kind of an expressive person. At the time, I didn't know that, though. But I love ex- I love the expressions. I think they're fun. Um, okay, so going off into kind of like a segue, I wanted to ask you about because I think this will be good for um, the listener. So you are a psychic. And we haven't had a psychic on the show. And I know people listening are going to be like, I don't know what that means. And so I'm curious if you can kind of give us a lowdown, how you kind of came, came into this. um, And yeah, what you do. Yeah, totally. So yeah, most people misunderstand what psychic is not to their own fault, but just because of the stories we've been told about what it means to be psychic you see the you know maybe eastern european woman hovering over the crystal ball um which is a version totally (laughs) not to dishonor that but it's one version Mm -hmm. um or you think like to be psychic is to have like prophecies about the future or to commune with the dead also versions but there it's a much broader spectrum and i like to just boil it down to being psychic is the is to consciously consciously um, acknowledge and work with energy Uh, just the blanket statement and then from there it has so many different flavors and I discovered that um, because the psychic work I do is something I trained and learned how to do when I discovered that that's possible Um, now I will say you know, I was wide open to that truth. And, Mm. you know, again, as like an emotional person, an emotional creative child, your psychic channels are um, much more open. Mm. So that made it easier for me to step into psychic work and doing that. Some people are just born uh, incredibly wide open where they're seeing a lot of children see things um, in general. And then as you age, it kind of gets cut off as Mm -hmm. the world just invalidates the hell out of you. Um, but then <laughs> some people manage to kind of carry it through their whole life. But I like to say, although everybody's born with it, not everybody's born with it in the way that we think mm-hmm. people are born with it, um, where you're just communing with spirits from day one. So I discovered it um, really as a, it goes back to, you know, just my teen years. And I was just struggling with emotion, um, struggling with depression and anxiety and I kind of just always, uh, and maybe this just speaks to the path I'm meant to be walking, but I always kind of had this, um, you know, maybe I spent a few years where I was like, I guess this is just who I am. And this is just something I have to cope with in life. But then at a certain point, I was like, I don't, I don't know, something just feels like uh, this isn't who I am, but an experience I'm having. So I just did a lot of like self exploration um, different philosophies, religions, just different topics. And it kind of led me down a rabbit hole of, to the concept of energy and what energy really is. And every experience we're having at any given moment is an energetic experience. We're just seeing and feeling the physical, emotional projection of that. So when you're talking emotions, you're talking energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be a consciously awake psychic is just to view all of that from the energetic perspective. So that's where when I'm having an emotional experience, I can psychically read the experience and receive information um, Mm -hmm. from what I'm going through, or I can sit in front of somebody and I can tune into them and receive information, which is kind of the professional direction I took it in. But Mm -hmm. for me, it really started as just gaining tools to regulate my emotions, which then I gain the understanding of emotions equal energy and then I kind of continued further into okay if I can receive information from my emotions as energy then you can receive information from all kinds of energy and then it just kind of went from there so with that said everybody is really a living breathing psychic it's just are you acknowledging that Um, and do you have the tools to um, work with that. And if you don't have the tools or the perspective, because perspective can be a tool too, um, then some, sometimes you, you come up against those energetic experiences and that's mm-hmm. where like you can get stuck or you can feel overwhelmed because you don't know what it means to release energy, mm-hmm. um, or, or interpret what's happening 
to you in any given moment from the energetic perspective, which is really just the coding behind everything we're experiencing, right? Um, so that's kind of like, you know, a bit of a long-winded answer, but the, <laughs> the, general, the general perspective on, on what it means to be psychic and how you can come to the conclusion that anybody who's open enough can get into this work. And I say this to people all the time. And then I get, oh my gosh, well, then I have to tell you about this thing that happened to me. And I swear I had, you know, a premonition or I spoke to a speaker or whatever. It, everybody's going through something all the time. Almost everybody who's even slightly cracked open um, has an experience. And it just proves that all of us have the ability to like open that door if we want to. And it doesn't have to be about becoming a professional psychic um, and tuning into and holding space for other people's energies and stories and healing. Um, but more so, I'm just a big promoter of gaining that perspective and understanding for yourself because going back to the emotions and how do you honor it and regulate it in my world. And I honor that there's so many different tools and tactics to do it. And I don't ever claim to have like the answer um, that is the fix all for anything or like the best way of doing it. But in my world, it's using psychic tools to regulate and do that. And as um, I was trained now, that kind of brings you to like, okay, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as a psychic, I was trained in clairvoyance, which is the visual, it's the mind's eye, the third eye. There's so many different psychic channels that humans um, have to work with. And I'd say clairvoyance is a nice, not easy, but like the easiest one to start with because we all have an imagination and we can all kind of close our eyes and go into that space and begin to um, just see at first, just even see and acknowledge what's going on. And then it, it goes back to not pushing it out and getting rid of it, but working with what's coming through and gaining an understanding and learning how to regulate it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that, so, so when I talk about psychic tools, I'm actually talking about for the most part, visualizations oh, okay. um, and, you know, like cord cutting, cord cutting meditation yeah. and the, some of the tools um, grounding cords and the golden suns and the rose shields that I taught you guys in the, um, yes. human design energetic class. Love that. They're one. all, it's all met. Yeah. Those are like the one-on-one and they're so good. And I just use them daily because it's, they're just, they just help with so many different things. Um, as you walk through the world as just empaths. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's really just from the perspective I speak to it. I'm most often talking about how to use the imagination as the psychic channel it really is. And that is moving vision, uh, moving images within the mind and mm -hmm. allowing images to come through and then working with them uh, mm -hmm. as we acknowledge them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, and I, one, I have a lot of questions, but like one that was coming up that I feel like you kind of answered was, you know, you said like you're pretty open, right? Um, so I'm curious, like kind of, you know, maybe when you were first getting into this work and you were like starting off, did you feel like you were taking on like a lot of other people's just like energy um, or just like a lot of, you know, different like things or like spirits or like like images coming through um, kind of like maybe when you before you kind of, you know, got into like tools that helped you? Yeah, totally. I would say once I gained that understanding and began to learn the tools to regulate and release the energy that I was holding on to that wasn't mine at all. I looked back on my life in my teen years and I was like, oh my God, all <laughs> I was doing was holding other people's trauma and energetic mm. baggage and thinking it was my own. And that's where um, things like depression can be really confusing because you're like, I feel these things. And I don't even know where they're coming from. Okay. And, and, you know, this is definitely speaking generally on concepts like depression, but viewing things from the energetic perspective and viewing, viewing it from the empathic lens of we are energetic sponges absorbing other people's things. All of a sudden you're like, that really wasn't mine. And when you have tools to then give it back or protect yourself from it at all, you experience less and less of other people's emotions. Mm -hmm. And now I just kind of walk through life 
you know, I've just integrated that understanding so deeply that I'm like, yeah, so that's yours. <laughs> and I'm going to not grab onto that. And, you know, by all means, it's like easy with strangers, harder with your own family, things like yeah, that. Right? Definitely. You know, not, I'm not perfect mm-hmm. by any means. I have my moments. I just see, I can see myself for what's going on. I'm like, okay, Gina, I see what you're doing here. You're really like letting yourself swirl in that one. Let's give ourselves that for a day and then move, move on. Um, so yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, I I definitely feel like um when I was younger, I was kind of an open um person. And I think I still am, but there was a point I think where I got kind of like closed off from all of the energies because it felt like a lot, like too much, you know, it's like the opposite where I was like, I'm just gonna put like a wall up because like I don't want to feel any of this. And I feel right. like slowly I've like broken that down and um then there's been like periods of time where I feel like I'm taking on a lot of other people's energy um even when I go into big crowds I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. ah. so when you were doing that one um it, um like when you were teaching us some tools you know and you it was like I think it was like the the rose row shield that the rose shield about, right yeah I the did bubble. that yeah like because one time I went so I was, I went, I was on the mainland and I went to um, the Van Gogh like virtual exhibit in Chicago mm-hmm. with one of my friends. So many people, and I'm used to living like obviously on a remote island in the jungle where there's like not many people. And it was, was like my first experience with back with a lot of people. And it was crazy. I literally was like, oh my God, what is happening to me right now? Like I felt like I was having like a panic attack um, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was just like so much energy. like. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I'm like, I have to leave. Oh my God, I need to get out of here. But then I just, I breathed and I relaxed and I was like, okay, this is fine. It's okay. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, oh my God, I think I was just like feeling everybody's like excitement and energy of like being yeah. in here. But it was kind of scary. It's, you know, I was just like, oh God, like, what is this? Like, I was feeling fine before. Um, so I'm curious if you. Yeah, it's like anxiety. It's like a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, you know, when people come to work with you, like, I'm sure it's like so many different reasons why, but I'm curious if it's like people are just wanting to learn how to use their own energy or do they feel kind of maybe like me sometimes where they're like taking on other people's energy or they just want to learn how to kind of like use, um, you know, their gifts um, or yeah. Yeah, so many different reasons. Um, I would say, and it's funny because I realized like maybe I should, you know, like when you market yourself in this kind of work, I'm like, most people come to me because they're like, oh, psychic, I want psychic skills, right? Which is like, great, so did I, and here I am. <laughs> but also I realized like maybe starting to talk about it from the, from what you're really getting out of it, which is like, learn how to regulate yourself more. And then maybe it will help people find me to be able to access those tools. You know what I mean? So most of the time people are just generally curious and they want to know like, what does it mean to be your own psychic? What does it mean to like activate your third eye um, and learn how to work with energy? A lot of people get like step in the door and they're just genuinely curious and they don't even know where it's going when they get there. So maybe that's like I said, kind of a little bit on me to like tell the story a little deeper as to like what you're getting out of it on a um, human everyday application level rather than just like, here's the shiny, sparkly, psychic word, um, you know, where you maybe have no idea, not that people don't know what they're getting into, but for the most part, then I start talking and I'm like, raise your hand if you're an empath. And everybody's like, yeah, me totally. And then begin speaking to it from that perspective. And what most people get out of it um, more than what they think is the tools to be able to like regulate themselves in those particular scenarios. And then certainly like once I teach those tools, like there's so much more to learn past the, you know, one hour class that I taught you where you know, once you have the ability to regulate your energy, like don't try, you know, I mean, people do this and I, I absolutely don't judge other psychics and the way they do it, but like, don't just jump right into reading other people until you can understand what your emotions and what your energy is trying to tell you. And you have an ability to release 
what you pick up from other people. So once you gain that understanding and gain those tools, then yeah, we jump into like, all right, let's like get some vision. So let's tune into, um, you know, even just aspects of yourself. Like usually I'll start with like, let's take a look at our own stories and call those forward and use different guided meditations and visualization techniques to just look deeper within ourselves. Um, because the more you just learn how to, you know, uncover the different layers within yourself, the better prepared you are to help other people do yeah. that. So for me, there's like a whole layer of just learning how to work with your own energy and uncover your own aspects before you even get into, yeah, then holding that space for other people because you can easily, and I totally did in the earlier days of just, you know, having to learn, learn as I go and, you know, and sometimes learn the hard way and hit bumps in the road of like what it means to pick up other people's storylines and, and take that on. Um, and now I'm just, you know, I just don't do it. <laughs> I just, I just have so deeply, um, deeply ingrained the understanding that I just, no, I'm not here to pick up your energy. I'm here to read from you. My, my walls are up enough to protect me, but down enough to see what you've got going on. And then I get up and I, read for another person or go to dinner mm. and have a nice evening. So you can totally get to that point. You, it's just learning yeah. how to work with um, the boundaries. You don't, not yeah. every um, psychic has to like suffer in that work, but sometimes I'll come across people or, you know, psychics on TV and stuff. And they talk about the deep suffering that they go through. Or like I did mm -hmm. readings for people. Now I'm in bed for days and I'm just like, ah, get some <laughs> tools, like learn how to release that my friend, like you don't have to be there. So it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. That's where like, I'm, I'm a big promoter of like train, training it just because you're born with it. Doesn't mean maybe there's not some tools out there that can totally help you and navigate it with more ease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, like, you know, you can only really hold space for people. I feel like if you can with yourself, right. Um, yeah. Or like, yeah, like, you know, it's like, you have to almost like walk that journey, um, you know, like your own journey and yeah. experience it because then it's like, how are you going to be able to like help somebody when they're going through like a certain part that you've never really been through. Yeah. Right. Um, so right. I, and not I that, it's not even that you have to, um, have gone through it. You just have to know how to look at it from a really neutral place when you do see it. Cause like I read for people with all kinds of stories all the time. I just know how to not take it on and get it intertwined with my own stories. And, and then sometimes you come across people who do have similar stories and you have to put in a conscious effort to not now get tr not triggered in like a oh I'm spiraling kind of way mm. but not then begin to read them from the story that you can relate to and that's where you do like you know as much as I am a psychic and I'm like yeah totally book with me I'm also very much like be discerning over the psychics you work with because you can okay. totally have people who are reading you through their own unhealed trauma and energy simply because oh. you know and often that happens with um psychics who were just born with it right so they were born gifted born seeing all the things and they didn't gain that perspective along the way so that's why I'm like even if you're born with it even if you're like the best psychic medium in the world whatever still go take like a couple classes on just what it means to work through your own energy um, cause it'll only benefit you yeah. for yourself and how you navigate your own life without being completely dragged down and to be able to hold a much cleaner energetic space for the people you work with without, mm -hmm. you know, cause you will give people, you'll give people the wrong advice. And that's not oh. what you're doing as a psychic. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm channeling your higher in, in the work I do. I do a lot of just working with people's higher selves. I'm channeling your higher self information for you. I, I didn't make it up or anything. So if you have psychics who get emotional about um, your reading, then I would, I would just say kind of 
sit and and decide if that information is really for you um, mm. or not. Again, no judgment because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known that if I mm-hmm. was born, you know, born wide open this way. And, you know, it's only because I took the route of getting into it through schooling and through training that I gained that perspective before I hopped into this work. Mm, okay. So I almost like picture it as like a lens, right? It's like a lens and like you're channeling, but then I feel like the lens is like kind of like foggy and yeah. stuff and like mucked up with like your perspective and emotions and everything. Then like, that's what it's going to be channeled through. But so it's like yeah. important to like clear that. Right. And like be in that neutral kind of space. Yeah. Um, that makes that's so, exactly that, it. That makes so much sense. And I wouldn't have known that. And I don't think a lot of the listeners would have known that either. Um, so I do have like one, I think one more question. Um, so, okay. So you channel like somebody's higher self. Um, and then do you ever work with like spirits or like ancestors or is that kind of like a whole nother sort of thing? Yeah, I, I totally do. Mediumship is something I'm still in the exploratory phase of. Um, it's something I've been for a while. Like I've, done it for a while (laughs) I had like a bumpy road and getting into mediumship and that I had just like strange experiences so then I started going and taking classes on channeling um yeah deceased loved ones ancestors things like that um and I love doing it usually I just I don't put myself out there as a medium yet only because Mm. it is totally a different ball game okay of learning how to have multiple spirits now coming at you at once and go, grandpa, brother, uncle, you know, it's, <laughs> not that it's not possible, but it takes a whole other level of validating your psychic abilities. So for me, usually I'll do it if um, I'm in a reading with somebody and I just say, if you want me to channel somebody, you just let me know. And we'll focus in on that person because when you're um, doing a psychic reading for somebody. So when I'm if you were to sit down in a reading with me and just doing it the way I normally do it, where I'm channeling your higher self, I'm, I always say it's like, it's like a radio tuning to a different channel. So I tune to you. If you want me to tune to something else, you got to let me know. And then I tune to that and hone okay. in on that and let the messages come through that radio channel, so to speak. But then I'll bring it back to you. Once that person is done with the spirit is done with what they say. Um, And but that is something, again, I have learned to do along the way, as I've realized I'm both psychic and medium. And just to clarify, a medium is always, always psychic. Mm -hmm. A psychic isn't always medium, if that makes sense, because the difference is a psychic channel, you know, a psychic reading is channeling general information about you. This is just getting technical. Like people interpret these words so many different ways. Mediumship is communing with spirits other than you. And most often spirits who were once living and are now deceased. Um, So if you're looking for a mediumship reading and somebody says psychic, just ask them and clarify if that's what they do. So you make sure you get what you're um, looking for. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a whole other world to dabble in. And I enjoy it because it's so rewarding when people need that, like maybe some closure or maybe yeah. somebody they miss and they want to hear from them. But then the funny thing with ancestors who are like people you didn't know mm-hmm. in real life is I do have some people where like their ancestors are really pushy. <laughs> it's usually <laughs> just like a really funny experience where I'm like, oh my God, like, great auntie somebody is like barreling through all your other ancestors and like has something to say and usually I just I'm like you want to hear it or because sometimes they don't you know sometimes they're just like no I want nothing to do with my family right now for different reasons trauma stories disconnect whatever and all of the above is totally fine but yeah it's just about honing in on who you're focusing on so again for me when I do readings I'm focusing on your higher self more so because that's what I choose to do because my I always like to say when I do readings for people like I want to keep the power in your hands like I'm not here to give you the answers you're looking for I'm not here to tell you your future because I don't personal in my personal beliefs and practice and approaching life is it's a game and we're here to figure it out hints totally fine and the higher self will give you like all the hints you want 
And then it's almost in like learning how to interpret, learning how to apply those. So that's where I like to talk to your higher self because most of the time it ends up just being a really validating experience. Yeah. And I just get a lot of people going, you know, I was thinking that already. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, perfect. So all this is doing is just telling you your intuition is speaking and it's loud and clear and you're hearing it. And you wouldn't have known that if I didn't channel that through from your higher self to remind you that your channels are wide open. And for mm. me, that's just the most personally rewarding way of doing this work. Again, not like it's right or wrong compared to people who can prophesize the things because like, totally cool. And sometimes I'm totally down for that, depending on the you know, phase in life I'm in. But for the most part, I'm personally here to help you hear yourself much louder. And if there's something in the way of that, and getting in the way of you being able to hear yourself, well, then we just take a look at it and Mm -hmm. try to gain an awareness around it that helps you see through it or break down that wall. Mm -hmm. So it's just my personal approach in this work. Mm, I love that because it's like giving somebody else kind of like the power or like the tools to kind of connect with their intuition or their higher self when even when they're not working with you, right? Which I think is super empowering and that's awesome. so cool. I love that. Um, so if people want to work with you, um, how can they find you and what are your um, current offerings as well? Yes. So right now um, you can always find me at mindseyemystic.com and this will be in the bio that you provide um, or on, on Instagram at mindseyemystic. That's kind of my little Emma when I do that because again, I work in the clairvoyant visual mind space. Um, Right now I have, uh, you can book me for readings and I'm currently working on, I've done a lot of um, in-person educational opportunities lately. So now I'm, the winter comes bringing things back digital and developing a couple things that are self-paced where people can learn some of these tools that you learned in your class and whatnot. So if you just follow along, um, join my email list or follow me on Instagram, you'll see those rolling out pretty soon. Yay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gina, for being on the show and for sharing your lovely message and wisdom with all of us. It was such a pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. This was such a fun conversation. I I genuinely appreciate it. Yay. And thank you listeners for being here and stay wild.